Okay, good afternoon everyone. Uh, Freilichen, President's Day. I uh, hope everyone's having a good day. Uh, we're, we have a little bit of an abridged here today, so let's get right to it. Parshas Vayakal, just one uh, so public service announcement. Again, we're um, soon finishing Meseches Peya and the Mishnah Yoimis. If you want to join our group, you could go to our site, RabbiDG.com, and uh, we have a, we send that every day to Mishnah. It takes about five minutes a day. We're already finishing our second Masechta. Also, if you could go, you go to our site. There's a new venue of how to uh, access the Shiurim. You could check that out. Okay, Parshas Vayakel. Also, one more thing, Bez Hashem. Well, we finished uh, Mishnah Bura, and we're going to be starting the new cycle soon. Rosh Chodesh Nisan in a more thorough format, uh, four days a week. Um, and instead of doing a, a page a day, we're going to be doing half a page a day, a little bit more thoroughly. Okay, Parshas Vayakel. Parshas Vayakel, of course, begins with the word Vayakel, Moshe, Moshe gathered the people, Moshe assembled the people. Which begs the question, Moshe taught Klal Yisrael all 613 mitzvahs, and yet we don't find that there was the specific imperative that Moshe Rabbeinu gather every single last Jew to hear every detail, we don't find that the mitzvah of tzitzis, Vayakel Moshe, as called Adas B'nei Yisrael Vayoymer Aleyem, Ve'asulohem Tzitzis, we don't find the Vayakel by Tefillin, or by any other mitzvah for that matter. Why specifically this week's parsha begins, Vayakel Moshe, as called Adas B'nei Yisrael Vayoymer Aleyem, why Dafka Behakel? Secondly, what does Moshe Rabbeinu teach Klal Yisrael? He teaches them Shabbos. Shabbos! He just taught that to them in Parshas Kisisa. Parshas Kisisa has, Veshamiru B'nei Yisrael. Moshe already taught them the Shabbos. So why is he teaching them Shabbos again? We just did that. And then furthermore, of all the malachas of Shabbos, we know they're Lamites malachas of Shabbos, only one of them is spelled out here and mentioned explicitly and specifically, and that is the, the love of Havara. Why specifically is Havara mentioned? Yes, we know there's a Machlekes Tanoim. Is Havara lelav Was Havara written to say that while all the other malachis are kares, Havara is a lav? Or is Havara lechalek yatzis? Or is Havara written to teach that in order to violate Shabbos, you don't have to violate all 39, even if you just violate one, that's also considered a violation. But nevertheless, why Havara? Why would Havara, why does Havara need to be designated and, and singled out, especially in the opinion that Havara was written, Lechalik, which means to teach, you only have to violate one malacha to be in violation of Shabbos, it could have said any of the Lamites malachas. Why specifically Havara? Furthermore, Moshe Rabbeinu has two messages for Klal Yisrael here. Number one, Shabbos. Hadvarim And number two, the Mishkan. So why these two in Yanim? Why sh- and then finally question number five? Why Shabbos is introduced with Eila Hadvarim these 
And the Mishkan is introduced with Zeh, this. Why is Shabbos introduced? Eila Hadvarim, these are the matters, plural. And the Mishkan is introduced, Zeh Hadavar, this is the matter. Lashon Yachid. So number one, why was this parsha said specifically, Behakel? Number two, why is Moshe telling them about Shabbos again? Number three, why is Moshe Rabbeinu specifically spelling out Havara? Number four, why is Moshe uh, telling them these two messages, Shabbos and the Mishkan? And why does Shabbos begin with Ela and the Mishkan begin with Zeh? So let's begin with the approach of Rav Shalim Kluger and his Sefer Imre Shefer. If I'm not mistaken, Rav Shalom Kluger wrote a few hundred Svarim, one of the all-time most prolific writers. They now have a sefer from Rav Shlomo Kluger on Parshas Bereshis, Parshas Noyach, Parshas Lech Lecha, a sefer on Parshas Vayera. He has a sefer on each of the parshios of Sefer Bereshis. And he begins as follows. Why do we have, why did Moshe Rabbeinu gather all of Klal Yisrael, a Lashen that we don't find by any other mitzvah until this point? Says Rav Shlomo Kluger, this is in the, in the aftermath of the Egel. And we find by the Chet HaEgel, Vayar Ha'am Ki Vayshesh Moshel Aredes Min Ha'ar Vayikahel Ha'am And the people gathered. Vayikahel, they gathered. So they made the Egel Bahakel. They gathered to Aaron. So now that Hashem is commanding Moshe to mechaper for the Egel, that connected the Zahav that they gave to the Egel, Hashem is commanding that they give Zahav to the Mishkan as a Kapara for the Egel. As we know, Ela Mishkan, Ela Pekudea Mishkan, Mishkan Ho'edos, that the Mishkan was Eidos, that Hashem forgave them for the Chedo Egel. So since the Chedo Egel was Bekehila, Bekahal Rav, Timachaper on the Vayakel, Vayikohel, so Moshe Rabbeinu, Davka, Vayakel Moshe, Mechuvan zeh, keneged zeh, mamish. Just like over there, it's vayikol ha'am. Here it's vayakel Moshe. Ah, says Rav Shalom Kluger, now it comes out beautiful. Because what did Klal Yisrael say by the Egel? They said, Vayikach miyadam, vayotar yisrael becherer, vayaseyu, egel masecha vayoyimiru, they said, Eila. The Chedo Egel was introduced with the word Eila. So Moshe Rabbeinu comes, number one, Vayakel. And number two, Eila Hadvarim. Guys, we gotta be masakin this. We need to use the exact same Lashen. And by the way, we know Moshe Rabbeinu was the, ma- the master, was very specific always to use designated terminology to be mechaper keneged the chet, as we know, why did Moshe Rabbeinu say Oz Yashir Moshe? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu say Oz Yashir Moshe? So the Chazal tell us because Moshe Rabbeinu sinned with the word Oz. He said Ume Oz Basi El Paroi Ladaber Bishmecha Heirala Amaza. So Moshe Rabbeinu sinned with the word Oz. So Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to be mesakin and mechaper with the word Oz. So since Moshe Rabbeinu's Mahalach was to use the same word to be Masakin, the word that he used 
and appropriately, therefore, my Shabbenu says, Ela hadevarim, because the Egel was made with the word Ela. But let's take this a little further, because if you look in the in, in Sefer Nehemiah, we'll find that Kal Yisrael used a different word when they made the Egel. Namely, the Pasuk says in Nehemiah, it said, This is your God. So it's a little bit of a steer on the Chumash. It said, They said, These are your God. And here in the Navi, they said, Therefore, says uh, Rav Shlomo Kluger, how do we reconcile the stira between Kisisa and Nechemia? He says, very simply, there were two groups of Klal Yisrael. Those who are not on such a low madrega, so they didn't abandon and forsake Hashem entirely, but they were Meshtatev Avoidazara with God. They were Meshtatev Avoidazara with the Rebbein Shalom. It's called Shituf. So their shittuf was Ela Elohecha Yisrael. I'm not. We're not abandoning God. We're not forsaking God. But we're saying that these are also the Egel is also God. So they said the word Ela. But then you had Oivde Avodazara who served the Egel um, solely and they abandoned God entirely and they said Zelohecha. This is God to the exclusion of the Rebbeinu Shalom. And that's why the Pasuk in Nehemiah says, Vayasu ne'atzois They did terrible provocations. Why is that ne'atzois gedoylois? The answer is, because what what what's recorded in Kisisa is only shituf. Shituf is not as bad as outright avodazara. There is an opinion for a Jew to serve God with shituf. That is certainly Avodah meaning to believe that God has a partner, that is for sure Avodah But for Goyim to believe that there is a creator, but he has partners, Toysus and Shas implies that that's not outright Avodah And accordingly, Christianity would not be considered idolatry. The Noi de Bihuda is of the opinion that what Toysus means is no even for Goyim, Shituf is Avodah All Toysus means is Goyim, not that they're allowed to believe in Shituf. It's just they're not warned against swearing um, by God and another power. But be it as it may, Shituf is certainly preferable to outright Avodah So basically you had two groups. You had the group of, group of Ela Elohecha Yisrael, and you had the group of Ze Elohecha. So therefore, says Rav Shalom Kluger, Corresponding to those who said, Eila Eloyecha, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Eila Hadvarim. And corresponding to those who were on a lower level, and they said, Ze Eloyecha, so Moshe Rabbeinu then comes and says, Ze Hadavar. As Moshe Rabbeinu was the great expert at being mechaper with the precise language with which the sin was committed. But then Rav Shlomo Kluger takes it a step further. Because... Why did Moshe Rabbeinu specifically command Klal Yisrael about Shabbos? Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu already commanded us about Shabbos in the parsha before. The answer is, says Rav Shlomo Kluger, that we know uh, something very important about Shabbos. 
The Gemara says in Masech the Shabbos Kuf Yudches, Amar Rab Chia Bar Abba, Amar Rab Yochanan, Kol Hameshamer Shabbos Kil Chosai. Anyone who observes Shabbos properly, Afilu Oyved Avoy Dezara Kedar Enosh. Even if they worship idols like the generation of Enosh, Moichlin Loi Hashem is Mechaper Shenemer. So Chazal are telling us that through Shmira Shabbos, Hashem is Mechaper for Avodah Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu, in the aftermath of the Chero Egel, he's coming to bring Takana and Kapara to Klal Yisrael. And for those who said, said Eila Eloihecha, he says Eila Hadvar. And for those who said Zeh Eloihecha, he says Zeh Hadavar. So what mitzvah do you think Moshe Rabbeinu would command Klal Yisrael? Certainly he'll command us in the mitzvah that's Mechaper for Avodah Zorah, and therefore he gives us the mitzvah of Shabbos. Now, interesting, Moshe Rabbeinu only gives Shabbos to those who say Eila Eloihecha Yisrael. For those who said Eila, Moshe Rabbeinu says Eila Hadvarim, Keep Shabbos. But for those who said, Ze'eloihecha, Moshe doesn't say, Keep Shabbos. Says Rav Shlomo Kluger very beautifully. Shabbos does not automatically atone for Avodah Zarah. It's even if you worshipped Avodah Zarah like the generation of Enoish. Now how did they worship Avodah Zarah in the times of Enoish? In the times of Enoish, they didn't abandon God completely. They didn't forsake HaKaz Baruch completely. They believed in a creator, they just believed in Shittuf. They believed in God's partnership. So the Avoidazara that Shabbos could be Mechaper for is the Avoidazara of the Dar Enoish. That's why Chazal say that Afilu Oivet Avoidazara Kedar Enoish Vishoymer Shabbos Kilchasai Hashem is Moichel Der Averois. But that would be like those who worshipped the Egal and said Eila Eloihechan Yisrael, not like those who said Zeloihechan. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu comes beautifully, and he says, "Vayakel Moshe, listen up, Klal Yisrael. You were vayikahel on Aaron to make the Egel. Vayakel, I'm going to gather you. You said Ela, and you believed in Avodazar Bashitov. I say to you, Ela. And the kapara for those who worship God Bashitov is Ela Hadvarim. Keep Shabbos because Kol Hamashamer Shabbos Kel Chasay Afilu Oyvet Avodazar Kedar Enoish." Shmir Shabbos will only be a kapara if you worship David Zara like Enoish, not if you worship David Zara outright. But Moshe says, for those who said, like it says in Nehemiah, for those, I have a different recipe, for those I say, for that you're going to have to build the Mishkan, and for the building of the Mishkan will be a kapara for Outright Avodah but not for those, but for those who, who only worshipped Avodah Kedar Enosh, they could use Shabbos. Now, based on this approach of Rabbi Shlomo Kluger, again, we're saying that's why Moshe Vayakel Moshe, Keneged Vayikohel Al Aroin, that's why Moshe said Ela, Keneged Ela Elehecha Yisrael, that's why Moshe said Zeh Hadavra, Keneged what it says in Nechemia, Zeh Elehecha Yisrael. I'd like to add two points. Another reason why Moshe had to gather all of Klal Yisrael. Gathering means he gathered them as one unit. Ba'achdos. 
We know the importance of Achdos, but Achdos specifically has the ability to atone for Avedazara. The Medrash says, the Medrash Tanchuma says in Parshas Tzav, Amar Rabbi Lazar HaKapar, Godol HaShalom, peace is great. Sha'afilu Yisrael Atzman Oisin Avedazara, even if the Jewish people make idols, Oisin Chabura Achas, but if they get together in one union, in one Chevra, Ein Midas Hadin Oigas Vahen, Midas Hadin will not harm them. Shanemar Chavur Atzabim Ephraim. Ephraim is one group of idolaters, Hanachle, and therefore leave them be. Therefore, we'd like to suggest that because Moshe Rabbeinu is coming to bring Kapara for the Chayd Ho'ega, which was a Chayd of Avedazara, therefore Moshe Rabbeinu Davka, Vayakel, he gathered them, Bechabura Achas, to atone for Avedazara. Just as an aside, I want to tell you a beautiful approach of Ramanachim Zemba. Ramanachim Zemba was uh, one of the greatest Gedolim in pre-war Poland. My grandfather was a Talmud and a Ben Bayis by Ramanachim Zemba. Nachim Zemba wrote a whole perush on the Yushalmi, on the entire Yushalmi, on the entire Rambam, and it was all destroyed in the Holocaust. We know there's a, a very interesting discussion between the Rashbi and his Talmidim regarding why the Jewish people deserve to be destroyed in the time of Purim. So the Talmidim of the Rashbi said, Rebbe, 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 Ma Neschaivu Soineim Shal Yisrael Ba'isar Hadar Klaya. Why the Jewish people in the time of Purim deserve to be destroyed. And the Rashbi said to his Talmidim, You tell me. So they suggested, well, maybe because they were Nene from the Sud of Achashverosh. And the Rashbi said, well, then only the Jews of Shushan should have been a subject to the Gzeira, but why were the Jews all over the world subject to the Gzeira? So they said, Rebbe, Rebbe, you tell us. So the Rajvi said, because they bowed down to the Tselem in the time of Nebuchadnezzar. Says Rebbe Nachem Zemba, there are two perushim for Mishleach Manois. There's the perush of the Manois Halevi. The Manois Halevi says the reason for Shalach Manos is to promote Ava V'yachva Shalom Boreos. Haman said, Haman said the Jewish people are disparate and segmented and in there are rifts in the Jewish people. So to show that he's wrong, we show friendship to one another through Mishach Manais. And the other uh, approach to Mishach Manais is the Chumas Hadashen, that everyone should have food for their Suda, that everyone should have uh, food for Suda's Purim. Says Rabbanachim Zemba, these two reasons for Shalach Manas are dependent on the two reasons why the Jewish people were worthy to be destroyed in the times of Purim. If the Avera they did was that they were Nana from the Suda of Achashverosh, so therefore we have our Suda to Mechaper for Suda's Achashverosh, and we send Shalach Manas to ensure that everyone has food for their Suda. On the other hand, if the reason we deserve to be destroyed is because we bow down to Avodah then the purpose of Shalach Manis is like the Shalom Al-Kabit says, to show Ava V'Achva, Shalom V'Reos. And when you show Ahava V'Achva, it's a Kapara for Avodah like we're learning here from the Medrash Tanchuma, that Gadol HaShalom, that it's a, an atonement for the egg, for Avodah Again, but for our purposes, we're suggesting that the reason why Moshe Davka gathered Klal Yisoba, the Achdos, is in order to bring Kapara for the Egal. Oh! And I think this will bring us to a beautiful explanation as to why 
Davka, the love of Havara is singled out. Why Davka lo sevaru eish v'chomash v'seichem is singled out in this context? The Shlach Kodesh says that the pasuk lo sevaru eish v'chomash v'seichem not only refers to making a fire and electricity, but lo sevaru eish v'chomash v'seichem is a love not to get angry on Shabbos. Says the Shlalo, a person has to be careful. You have to be careful never to let anger flare. Certainly on the holy day of Shabbos. On Shabbos all fire rests. The fire of Gehenim, the purgatory is at rest. One who gets angry on Shabbos. Or makes a dispute. It causes that fire should burn and you will be lighting up the fires of Gehenna. So according to the Shla, the love of is specifically referring to not getting angry on Shabbos. Now, in the context of what we're learning that Moshe Rabbeinu is endeavoring to bring Kapara to Klaiso for the Chedo Egam, and that's why Moshe says, Vayakel Moshe, Kineged Vayikohel. And that's why he says, Ela, Kineged Ela, Elohech And that's why he says, Zeh, Kineged Zeh, Elohech And that's why he teaches them, Shabbos, Kos Kol Hashem, Rishasim, Kelchasai, Afilo, Ebed, Abed, Ezekadar, Enesh, Moichan, Lai. Now we understand why it says, Loi Sevaru. Because what, what do Chazal say about someone who gets angry? It says the Rambam in Hilchais Deyos, and it's an amazing Rambam. Because this halacha is not found anywhere in Shas. But the Rambam says, Anyone who gets angry, it's like idolatry. So here Moshe Rabbeinu is coming to bring Kapara to Klal for idolatry. He's coming to atone for the Egal. And he's saying, keep Shabbos to atone for the Egal. So Moshe says, but of all the things you got to be careful not to do on Shabbos, in this context, the most important thing to bear in mind is don't get angry. Because while you're trying to gain atonement for Avodah Zarah, the last thing you want to do is to be serving Avodah Zarah on Shabbos. The last thing you want to do, if I'm telling you how to be Mesakin and be Mechaper for Avodah Zarah, the last thing you want to do is to be worshipping Avodah Zarah on Shabbos. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu specifically warns them of Loi Sevaru Eish B'chol Moshe By the way, in Shas, all we find is kol All Shas says is if you tear garments or you break items, it should be like idolatry. But nowhere in Shas says that anger alone is like idolatry. And the only place it says that is in the Zayar HaKadosh. And there's a big discussion then. Did the Rambam, who says, did the Rambam see the Zayar HaKadosh? That's a very interesting discussion. If you want to see more about that, you can look in our humble sefer on Pesach, on the chapter of Kas and Pesach, where we discuss different examples of where the Rambam says things, and the only source is the Zayar HaKadosh. Now, not only does Moshe Rabbeinu tell Klai Yisrael about Shabbos in Parshas Vayakel, he also told us about Shabbos in the beginning of Kisisa. 
and the Baal Torah Tamima, in the Sefer Toysis Bracha, he also points out that the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu told us about Shabbos and Kisusa is because since Shabbos is a Kapara for the Egel, Moshe was coming to bring Kapara for the Egel even before we worship the Egel. So listen to it, it comes out very beautiful. That the Chiro Egel is surrounded by Shabbos. You have Shabbos and Kisisa before the Egel. You have Shabbos and Kisisa after the Egel. Shabbos is a Kapara for Avodah Zarah. Now in Kisisa, when Moshe Rabbeinu Davin, that Hashem should protect and save Klal Yisrael because of the Egel, so at first Hashem did not want to save us. But then Hashem taught Moshe Rabbeinu the Yud Gimel Midos Harachamim, among which are Hashem Hashem. What is the Midah of Hashem Hashem? That Hashem is merciful before the sin, and Hashem is merciful after the sin. And then Hashem gives us a living illustration of how we see Hashem is merciful before the sin, and how we see He's merciful after the sin. He's merciful before the sin because He gave us Shabbos as a, tak, as a tikkun and a kapara for the Egel even before we did the Egel. And then He tells us about Shabbos after the Egel, as a tikkun and a kapara for the Egel after the Egel. Says the Baal Tarotimima, Shabbos and Avedah Zarah are two polar opposites. We know that somebody who serves Avedah Zarah, it's like he violated the whole Torah. We know Shkula Avedah Zarah connected to Kala Torah. Because someone who acknowledges Avedah Zarah, it's like being koifer in the whole Torah. Shabbos, we say in the Yushalmi, that's also connected to Kala the Mitzvahs. As the Rambam says at the very end of, of Hilcha Shabbos, that Shabbos and Avodah Zarah are polar opposites. Each one is Shako Keneget Kala And therefore Shabbos and Avodah Zarah have equal um, way equally. And therefore both as a Tikkun that we shouldn't come to Avodah Zarah and as a Tikkun to be Mechaper for Avodah Zarah therefore Riban Shalom surrounded us with the Tikkun of Shabbos. So it comes out very beautiful. The uh, the ego was done by Yikahel, and therefore Moshe is Vayakel Moshe. The ego was Ela Elohecha Yisrael. The ego was Zeha and therefore Moshe says Ela Hadvar. He says Zehadvar and of course Moshe warns us. Um, now, Rav Yonason Eibeshitz tells us. What is it about Shabbos that's Moichel, the Chait of Avodah Zarah? And he talks about how in the times of Enoish they made a very a fatal error. He, they thought that Hashem in, in His infinite wisdom and power, He gave over the running of the world to various intermediaries and various constellations. And God, heaven forbid, He's not bothered with the everyday running of creation he sort of leaves it to his inferiors. However, by keeping Shabbos and recognizing that Hashem created the world in six days and He rested on the seventh day, giving testimony and authenticity to God's control over creation, that is a declaration that, no, God is intimately involved in the running of the world. Furthermore, says Rav Yonis and this is a very interesting discussion, whether there's a mitzvah of simcha on Shabbos. Simply, the mitzvah of simcha is reserved for Yom Tif. 
On Shabbos, there's a mitzvah of oineg, not simcha. There's no obligation that one must eat meat on Shabbos. The obligation is only on yamtif. In fact, the Chsam Sofer has an achuva that if somebody has a bad dream, you're allowed to fast the tainas chaloim on Shabbos. Why? Because there's no mitzvah of simcha, there's a mitzvah of oineg. And if someone has a bad dream, it gives them oineg not to eat, to abolish the portent of the dream. On Yom Tif, on the other hand, there's a mitzvah of simcha. Simcha requires the consumption of meat. And therefore, even if you have a bad dream, there's no alternative. You've got you to gotta eat on Yom Tif. Nevertheless, there are many indications that there is a mitzvah of simcha on Shabbos. The Zmiroisa on Shabbos definitely are replete with references to an Indian of simcha. Or there are other phrases in the Zmiroisa that indicate there's a mitzvah of simcha. And Rabbi Yonatan is going with this idea that there's a mitzvah of simcha on Shabbos. And he says, really, astrologically, the the constellation that is dominant on Shabbos is Shabtoi, which is dangerous and portends peril and danger. And yet we rejoice on Shabbos because we recognize that God overrides and supersedes all the portents of the astrological signs. And that is how Shabbos is a kapara for Avedizara. Because Avedizara is the belief in the intermediary and God giving away the running of the world to go-betweens. And if we rejoice on Shabbos, that's because that's in recognition that God overrides all the various constellations. And... That was the part of the sin of the ego. The sin of the ego was the, the Jewish people looked at the constellations and they saw that one of the powerful constellations was the shar, the ox, which is one of the four images on the Kisei HaKavod. And they sort of got caught up in the power that Hashem gave over to this shar. By the way, that's why the name of the desert that Kali saw were in was Midbar Shur, and they thought that this would be the appropriate new leader. However, the observance of Shabbos is the declaration of recognition that the Rebbe Shalom runs the world and overrides all constellations and all go-betweens and all intermediaries. Furthermore, Rav Baruch Simon in the Sefer Imre Baruch specifically outlines how the Simcha of Shabbos is the direct kapara for the Chedo Egel. As we know, the Amparshas Kisisa, when Moshe Rabbeinu came down with the Egel, and he, he sees cloud, when Moshe Rabbeinu came down with the Luchais, when actually, even before that, God told Moshe, Leich Reid Kishiches Amcha, your, your nation is serving Abed Azar. What did Moshe do to the Luchais? Nothing. And then Moshe Rabbeinu comes down from Harsinai and he sees for himself that Klai saw worshipping the Egel. And what, do Klai, what does Moshe Rabbeinu do to the Luchais? Nothing. But then the Pasuk says, Vayar eso Egel bias hamachoylois. He sees Klai Yisrael dancing. He breaks the Luchais. Says the Svarno. Moshe knew that just because the Jewish people served Avodah Zara, big deal, they could always do tshuva. However, Vayar eso Egel bias He got angry. When he saw they were smeichim, they were rejoicing in the corruption that they did. Then Moshe Rabbeinu got really angry and he broke, broke the luchais because he said when you, when you rejoice in your sin, it's very hard to repair your sin. 
when you've reached the Madrega where the sin is so part of your reality that you rejoice that you sin, you don't even feel guilty about it, you don't feel sullen about it, that means you're so immersed in sin, you'll never come out of it. Then Moshe broke the Luchas because he realized that it's almost hopeless. He realized that he will not be able to um, he realized he, he will not be able to bring Klai Yisrael back. And therefore, the ultimate Takana for the Ched HaEgal is Shabbos. Now, it's interesting. We know that Shabbos in general is the day that we rise above the Ched HaEgal. As we know, by the way, that all the crowns of Klai Yisrael that we got at Kabos HaTorah, we lost at the Ched HaEgal. We lost our crowns. But the Arizal tells us on the words Yismach Moshe Chalkoi, that every Shabbos God gives Moshe all the crowns that we used to have and then Moshe then gives back to the Jewish people all the crowns that we lost by the Chero Egan. That's what it means. Yismach Moshe B'Matnas Chalkoi. Moshe will rejoice in the gift of his Chelek Ki Eved Ne'eman Karasalai because he is a faithful servant and he doesn't keep the crowns for himself, but he gives it back to Klal Yisrael. Shabbos is the day that we rise above the Chedo Egal. And through, the Reb Simon is saying, through the Simcha of Shabbos, we're a mechaper for the Simcha of the Egal. And in general, we know Shabbos. We once had a shear that on Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, then Rosh Chodesh reverts back to being a Yamtif. Because the reason Rosh Chodesh is not a Yamtif is we lost it with the Chedo Egal. But on Shabbos, we're immune to the Chedo Egal, and therefore Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh becomes a Yamtif again. But be it as the may, Shabbos is a Tikkun for the Chedo Egal, and therefore, in the aftermath of the Egal, Moshe Rabbeinu commands Klal Yisrael, like he did as a Refuah before the Makkah and Kisisa. In this week's parsha, he gives it as a Refuah after the Makkah, that if we're Shoimer Shabbos Kilchasai, Afilu Oyved Avedazar Kedar Enosh, Moichlin Loi, and therefore Moshe says Bayakel, therefore Moshe says Eila, Moshe says Zeh, and Moshe warns Kaiso about Kas, Loi Savaru Eish, Bechom Moshe Vaisechem, Beyoyma Shabbos. On that note, I'm going to wish everyone a wonderful day. If anybody wants to join us today at 5 p.m., uh, we're back to the 5 p.m. Archos Chaim Larash, Minchas a little bit later. To join us on RabbiDG.com on the Zoom for Orchus Chaim, the Rush Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And again, you could join us for Mishnayis, you could join the WhatsApp groups. Wishing everyone a wonderful day. Brach Latzacha. Brach Tia. Chaltov, everyone.